Northeast Mississippi Community College proudly presents the longest-running community college podcast in the state of Mississippi, Tiger Talk. Tune in each week as Northeast President Dr. Ricky Ford talks about all things Northeast, from academics to career and tech to workforce and all things in between. It's Tiger Talk. And now, Northeast President Dr. Ricky G. Ford. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Tiger Talk with President Dr. Ricky Ford and myself, Liz Calvary. We are so excited to share with you all of the great things going on at Northeast Mississippi Community College. President Ford, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day, sun shining. We're, we're ready to go. So this question, starting off with, is very broad, and it's one I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily think of. But how do you think our Northeast campuses and our five-district community impact our local community. I think uh, that the majority of the people understand and know the importance and the role that community colleges play, not only within our local communities and municipalities, but also within the entire state of Mississippi, because we provide a lot of opportunities. And, and the first group that we really are seeking to reach out to are high school students and try to get them enrolled in some type of pathway, whether it's an academic career, moving on to a university, or whether it's a CT program. But anyway, that's our big biggest group and that's that we affect and we have a lasting impact upon. And then, of course, our next big role would be working with workforce training and economic development because we play a huge role in working with our local economic developers and attracting businesses in for our people that live in all of our communities and just creating jobs. And of course, when you create jobs, you create more income, then you create a better way of life for people. So that's one thing, the job creation, and as I said, the workforce training that we do. And we try to tell all of our industries that are looking to move in. The community colleges will will provide free workforce training to all your employees, whatever that might be. Whatever the training might be, we'll find the instructors in order to do that. And I think we've done a tremendous job of doing that statewide. And then when we look at the impact that we have, not only of all, all those things, but we try to impact and change the culture and the way of living, not only with jobs, but also with other areas such as fine arts, those type things. Uh, you know, we need to really emphasize the humanities and the fine arts and those type things in everybody's life in all of our counties and all of our communities. And that just makes it a better way of living for everybody. So, uh, you know, I'm proud to say and proud to be a part of the community college system in Mississippi where we have a tremendous impact upon the communities in our area. And that's what I feel like you do a really good job at making sure we have a great deal of events on campus, those events the public can come to. And that takes your great leadership and then a great faculty and staff who help put together those events. Oh, absolutely. You know, I always like to quote Nelson Mandela. You know, education is the one tool that we have that we can use to change the world in. And I think we need to really utilize the educational process in changing our way of life. So I know we were just talking about how sunny and look good it looks outside, but last week was a little bit of a different story. With us having such cold temperatures last week and some ice on the road and some ice around, can you tell us what the college goes through when making a call for weather and how you make that decision, who advises you on that decision, and how we decide to go an entire day to delay our start or to opt for virtual learning? Well, 
Well, first of all, there's no written plan for this. I, this is something that you really have to use a lot of common sense, and you really have to look at all your avenues and, 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 and resources that you have available. And one of the things that I like to do uh, is, of course, being a, a runner, and all runners will tell you what the weather's going to be like this weekend without question because that's what gauges whether or not we're going to run or not. So it's kind of a I have an advantage there since I am a runner and, and I know what the weather's going to be. But you've kind of got to be out ahead of it and you've got to uh, anticipate and, and pay close attention. And if it's predicting some severe weather, whether it's uh, severe thunderstorms, high winds, and, and those type things. And I particularly pay a lot of attention and, and, and depend a lot on the Weather Channel and the other weather resources that are available out there. The National Weather Service provides a lot of detail and things like that. So when we look at, uh, let's say it's predicting uh, freezing temperatures, then the first thing that we're going to look at is whether or not there's some type of precipitation that's going to be coming down with that, whether it be rain or whether it be snow, whatever that might be. And then if it uh, if it's going to create dangerous traveling conditions for our students. And some folks will say, well, it's not doing anything right here in Boneville. But we've got to look at all of our five counties in northeast Mississippi, which covers a wide range of 50 to 60 to 70 miles away from campus. We've got to be concerned whether or not those students are going to have safe travels into our campus. An example of that would be last week when we had the, the front that came through with the ice and the snow and the freezing rain, and it did not affect uh, Prentice County much at all, but the western and northwestern edges of uh, of Union County of Tippa County and then the northern edges of Alcorn County, those roads were, were, were iced over and the bridges were iced over. So this created a hazardous condition for those students, so we had to uh, to shut it down. And of course, we didn't decide to shut it down without uh, talking to the superintendents in all five of our counties. And I would text them early in the morning how roads there, are, are they passable, are there road conditions and things like that, and even reach out to the uh, police departments and sheriff departments and highway department to find out about the road conditions. And then we'll kind of put our heads together. And mainly who I talk to here is our police department, uh, our vice president of student services, Ray Scott, and our vice president of instruction, uh, Michelle Barragona. We talk and kind of discuss and say, okay, this is the conditions that we have. We need to make the call on it. And usually it's a, a, a team call. You know, we say, well, let's do this. And then also, again, it goes back to predicting what the weather's going to do. That's, that's not a, a a true science because no one can answer that question. So it's always a little using common sense and then always err on the side of caution. You know, if there's a doubt of whether or not the roads are going to be safe, you, you call it off, whether it be a delayed start. You know, we had last week, we, we were out Wednesday and then Thursday morning, it was predicting uh, some ice on the, the roadways, but the temperature was going to rise to about 40 by 9 a.m. So that allowed the roads to clear off. So we delayed the start rather than to stop and and just closed the entire day. So we were able to open at 10.50, I think, and still have two uh, two classes that we met uh, that day. Each one of our classes has to have 2,250 hours of instruction for the duration of that three-hour class. Uh, we have to maintain that and make sure we meet that. So taking off is not just something we, we can do and say, let's just do it. You know, we can't do that. We've got to uh, be aware of meeting those uh, requirements also. You know, ultimately, our students are adult students and adult learners 
So, you know, they've got to make a decision themselves. Do I want to try to get the class and do I want to try to do that? And we'll work with any students during any inclement weather conditions that we may have. If they decide, well, I don't feel comfortable driving, that's fine. We'll work with those students. So there's a lot that goes into it, but safety of the students is the number one priority. Awesome. So now everyone's favorite time of the week. Can you update us on the Northeast News? <laughs> Absolutely. And we got a lot of them too, so I'll go through them really quickly. We have groups touring our CTE programs Tuesday, our New Albany CTE, Wednesday, Houston Middle School, and Thursday, uh, Columbus um, High School will be coming by to visit our CTE programs. Uh, I want to say congratulations to our collegiate FFA chapter with their advisor, Dr. Amy Morant uh, Allred. They recently recognized in New Horizons magazine, highlighting the benefits of participating in an FFA chapter and being in a former FFA member and being a participant of that in high school. It's a very, very great, good organization. Also, uh, some HR news. We were actually fortunate enough to hire three police officers last week, so that really helped us out a lot. Brianna Sparks, um, we've hired as a custodian. We still still have some openings there. We're looking for an assistant athletic uh, trainer, chemistry instructor, economics instructor, computer science, and, and like to have one more police officer uh, too. Workforce Council action teams are putting together teams to address key workforce areas and training programs, assessments, and networking. So there's a lot, as I said, a lot going on in the workforce training. Uh, athletics probably is the biggest thing going on now. We have um, Division I 3A basketball tournament will be in Bonner Arnold Coliseum Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week. Our golf team is uh, at the Oaks Golf Course in Pass Christiane this week. Thursday, our men's basketball will be uh, hosting Mississippi Delta and our women will be traveling. Friday, baseball will be playing Kaskakia. I think I said that right. Uh, Friday and Saturday. And then we just completed football signing day and we signed uh, a little bit over 30 football players for the fall. Some instruction updates. Uh, first of all, we are, our FFA and Ag judging team is going to the Dixie Nationals on February the 10th. Also, to announce our spring musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee will be February the 16th and the 20th at 7 p.m. And then Sunday afternoon, February the 19th at 2 p.m. Creating Futures Through Technology Conference is coming up on March the 8th through the 10th. And then uh, we have a spring job fair, which is March 28th. And then our science fair is on March the 22nd and March the 24th. Remind everybody also our freshman orientation. Taking a little bit different twist uh, this year, we'll be doing it school by school rather than everybody coming in for an event. Uh, so we're also addressing college hours. We're removing some of those ACT requirements uh, there. So we'll talk more about that um, as, as, as we move, move forward. So as I said, there's a lot of things going on on campus. So we're excited about uh, the way we're headed. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, let's go Tigers. Let's go Tigers. Thank you for listening to this week's Tiger Talk podcast. If you or someone you know wants to further their education through academics, career and technical programs, or even continuing education and workforce, give Northeast a call at 1-800-555-2154. Tiger Talk is brought to you by Northeast Mississippi Community College. For more information about Northeast, visit www.nemcc.edu or follow the college on various social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.